This is Beat Check with The Oregonian. Hello, everyone. I'm Therese Bottomley, editor of The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Today, I'm talking to Grant Butler, a longtime features editor and writer with The Oregonian Oregon Live. And Grant volunteers every year, each fall, to oversee our annual season of sharing fundraising campaign. So, Grant, welcome back to Beat Check. Hello, Therese. It's great to be back talking about one of my favorite things that The Oregonian does all year long. So tell us more about Season of Sharing and why why you enjoy it so much. Well, Season of Sharing is the Oregonian and Oregon Live's annual fundraising campaign that helps nonprofits throughout Oregon and Southwest Washington. This year, the stories in the campaign began running in our print edition and online in mid-November, and they continue through Christmas Eve. And um, how does the process work, Grant? I know we can't feature every nonprofit that we learn about during the course of the year, but talk a little bit about the selection process. Yeah, the uh, campaign opens uh, the doors to applications in August each year, and people People who are in nonprofits are invited to apply. Um, this year we had 96 applications um, for a uh, treasured 10 to 12 spots. We ended up picking 11 nonprofits as groups, so there was some pretty intense competition. Um, but what happens is people submit their applications, including some documents that uh, show their tax tax status, and um, we review them as a board. We have a five-person board, and we go through the applications applications with an eye towards which groups can really make the most of the the grants that we give out and also which organizations are uh, appealing to some of the the topics of interest that that we as a board are interested in. So in say 2020 for instance when we had the devastating wildfires around the state as I recall the board kind of highlighted uh people involved in nonprofits involved in wildfire recovery efforts. Yeah, in fact, I wrote one of those stories in 2020 about the recovery efforts that were happening in the in Southern Oregon related to the Almeida wildfire and what people were doing to get people who had lost everything, meals and um, daily supplies that they needed, like soap and shampoo. And it was just a, really a powerful story to work on when I was so glad to be able to share with readers. I remember that. Yeah, that was terrific. Tell me more about other stories from the past a season of sharing campaigns that have stood out for you? Well, I've written my fair share of Season of Sharing stories over the years, and a couple that stand out for me are a story I wrote about this farmer's market gleaning program that the Hollywood Senior Center does. Um, It's really a cool thing. Volunteers go to the Hollywood Farmer's Market at the end of the day, and they pick up unsold produce. This is really good stuff like organic lettuce and tomatoes, carrots, potatoes, stuff that farmers would otherwise put into a compost pile. But instead, the senior center picks them up and distributes them to low-income seniors who might not be able to afford such good produce. Um, That was a really cool one I got a chance to work on. Uh, There was another uh, story last year related to the Hollywood Senior Center that was a somewhat similar program for seniors, but this time it was gathering Asian food ingredients uh, for low-income Asian seniors in the Portland area. That was a really cool one. And then one I worked on a few years ago that was just very dear to my heart was a story about North Pole Studios in Northwest Portland. This is an arts group that works with grown-up people with 
autism or other developmental disabilities and helps them pursue uh, full-time careers in the arts. And I just think it's such a cool program. It's a very young program. They've only been around a few years. And I was so glad that Season of Sharing was able to help them really at the outset um, because what they're doing is so important for people in our community with developmental disabilities. And then last year, there were a couple of fun ones that I really liked. There was a, a story that one of our writers did on Tooth Taxi, which is a mobile dental uh, office that helps people, uh, kids with, with from low-income families get the dental care they, they need. And they really believe that dental care is not a luxury. It's something that everybody should have access to. And then we did a story on a Southern Oregon group called Dogs for Better Lives, which is another group that pairs dogs with people with developmental disabilities and helps them um, get through get through their lives. Um, it's really a, it was a powerful story. And we got some really big donations related to that nonprofit. Yeah, I wrote about that in my weekly letter to readers. That was one where we, we knew about an added effect. We, we measured impact not just through the dollars coming into Season of Sharing and our nonprofit um, 501c3 fund for that, but that also that article prompted an anonymous donor to give a quite generous gift to that charity. It was a quite generous gift of around $20,000 that went directly to Dogs for Better Lives. And the the person who donated that money said it was directly a result of the article that ran in the Oregonian and on Oregon Live. Wow. So that's really terrific to hear about that great impact. So what about this year? Do you have some highlights for us from this year's campaign? I am totally in love with this group called Portland Shed. This is a group of volunteers who take raw building materials um, and they have these monthly workshops where they turn all of this wood into beds that go to children who have never had a bed and otherwise would be sleeping on the floor. So far this year, they have made over 250 beds. And when they distribute these beds to kids, they also deliver mattress, uh, pillows, bedding, blankets, sheets, everything that 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 a kid needs to sleep comfortably in a in their a bed that's their very own. I also am really fond of this group called Urban Nature Partners PDX, which is a mentor program that helps at-risk teens experience the outdoors with someone who knows the outdoors. And then finally, there's a really cool group called the Kenton Women's Village, which is a pod of tiny houses, these little micro houses, um, where women who are experiencing homelessness uh, can have a place that they can call their very own. And it's just interesting, Portland Shed, in addition to building the beds uh, for children, they also build some of these these tiny homes for various micro, micro villages around town. Um, so it's just really cool seeing some of these local groups that are having a big impact in our community. It is interesting. You know, I know that I'm a member of the board that oversees Season of Sharing and you know, you talk about such a great variety of local nonprofits. And I mean, we're kind of looking as a board for nonprofits where they're big enough and sustainable enough that they're going to be successful, but not so huge that our donation from readers is not going to make a discernible difference. And so, you know, these are really a variety of pretty small to mid-sized, but really the donations from readers do make a discernible difference for them. 
Yeah. And, you know, when we're having this discussion as a board, we're always kind of keeping in mind some of the things that we think are really important in the community right now. You know, not surprisingly, the Oregonian is a big advocate for literacy. So we have a couple of organizations this year that um, help, help with literacy. There's one at the coast um, that we're featuring that that focuses on people who are coming from Spanish-speaking households and helping them learn English and learn how to read. Um, And then there's a program uh, called the Latino Network, which has a program that helps parents of young children um, become essentially their children's first teacher. Um, So we're interested in groups involved with literacy. You know, you can't you can't be in Portland right now and not be aware of the issues that exist in the city around uh, homelessness. So that was something that was front and center on our minds when we were thinking about this year's campaign. And then mental health is also, you know, plays hand in hand with the issue of homelessness. And we were looking at several organizations uh, that that work with uh on the issue of mental health. And um, I'm really glad that we put some emphasis on those kinds of topics when we're thinking about which which groups to include in our campaign. So looking back over this program historically, Grant, how long has the Oregonian been involved in this fundraiser? Season of Sharing has its origins going all the way back to the 1930s. Um, the Oregon Journal, um, which merged with the Oregonian in the 1980s. In the 1930s, the Oregon Journal um, had a program where they did these Christmas stockings that were filled with treats and goodies, and they distributed them to community groups and to churches for distribution throughout the holiday season for young people who didn't have a lot of means during during those really hard times in the 1930s. In the 80s, uh, the program became kind of what Season of Sharing is today. And over the decades, it's raised hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for nonprofits in Oregon. Yeah. And the the program has changed itself over time. We, you know, back in the day, almost all of the donations were checks written uh, on paper and mailed through the postal service to our offices, where our accounting department would sort through them and make sure they got to our partner organization, the Oregonians Federal Credit Union, where they were going to the 501c3. But talk about how we've adjusted now. Uh, We still are very grateful for those checks uh, from subscribers and readers, but tell us a little bit about how we've adjusted to the new world of online giving. Yeah, we have a campaign online through the program Give Lively, and people can give their donate directly through through that program um, to to season of sharing, but we do still appreciate those checks. Last year, the season of sharing campaign raised more than one hundred and fifty five thousand dollars, and about half of that came through the U.S. mail um, to to our uh, credit union that's helping us uh, keep keep track of the donations. And these are all tax deductible that go to our season of sharing fund. Um, the Oregonian Publishing Com- Com- Company, the Oregonian Publishing Company, Public De- Benefits Inc. is a 501c3, so all donations are tax deductible. And the Oregonian Oregon Live covers the administrative costs, so proceeds go directly to the nonprofits. So, Grant, you talked about documentation that a charity might submit um, for review. Uh, how do how do reporters tackle these projects to make sure that you know people are giving to a, a place where the money's going to be put to good use? Well, 
I, I can tell you first, when I'm assembling my team of reporters for the Season of Sharing campaign, I don't have to tr- twist a lot of arms. I usually get all, all of my reporters as volunteers who are willing to take the time on top of their regular beat work um, to, to report on these stories, because I think everybody in our newsroom recognizes how important this campaign is. Once we've narrowed down the number of nonprofits that we're going to feature in the campaign, um, I try to match up reporters with topics that may be somewhat related to their beat or something that they've expressed an interest in writing about. And once I give them their assignment, they review the tax documents, and then they reach out to the nonprofit. And ultimately, we're wanting to tell some really good stories here. And usually when the nonprofits have submitted their application, they've included a couple of ideas of either some people who are volunteers who help the program happen or people who are beneficiaries of the program. So they've submitted um, some ideas of what they think might be good stories. And when the reporters reach out to them, they'll, they'll say, what are you know some of the things that your group is doing and how can we best find a, a real person who participates in your program or, or who benefits from your program that can tell your story? And then we spend time um, with the nonprofits, um, with with the people that we're writing about, and we get photo- photos that help tell their stories visually because that's really important in terms of making that connection with readers between who the people are and the stories and what these nonprofits do. Um, and then we start rolling out those stories in mid-November, and it's 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 really a treat to see um, how people react to them. And when a story has gone live on the website, I, I love to take a peek at the Give Lively page to see that the donations are coming in. And it's just kind of like this instant um, gratification where you can see, okay, these words landed online today and already they've, they've inspired people to give this amount of money. It's really a cool thing. That is really neat. And, you know, we've seen over the years how generous the Oregonian Oregon Lives readers can be and how, how drawn they are to helping other fellow human beings and neighbors in the area who are in need. And it's just really remarkable to watch. So is there a deadline for giving to this year's campaign grant? Ideally, we like people to to get it in by December the thirty first. You know, there's a there's an encouragement to do that for tax purposes. But if people give after the first of the year, it goes into next year's campaign. Um, so it will help help people further down the road. But ideally, try to get it in by the end of the year. Um, but um, you know, we'll 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 take a generous donation at any time um, because it will help out um, nonprofits in the future. And people can give to any of these uh, charities featured or they can give to the general fund. Yeah, that's what's that's what's cool. With each story, um, there's a direct link to a page where you can donate 100% of, of what you want to give directly to a specific charity, or you can give it uh, to the Season of Sharing General Fund, where we divide that up evenly among the 11 organizations we're featuring this year. Great. And um, I just want to thank you, Grant, for all your work as well as all of the reporters and photographers and others who worked on this year's effort. The stories so far have been terrific. 
You can read the entire series on OregonLive.com slash sharing. Yeah, Therese, thank you so much for uh, having me on today. I just I love talking about season of sharing. I've been writing stories and participating in the in the program for more than 20 years. And I really do believe it's one of the most important things we do as a newsroom all year long. And it's uh, been a pleasure to get to lead the campaign the last couple of years. And I'm excited to keep keep on working on it. Great. Thanks so much. And again, that address to read all the stories is OregonLive.com slash sharing. You can give online at the site Grant mentioned, which is givelively.org. Search for Season of Sharing. You can give by check, Care of Oregonians Credit Union, 336 Northeast 20th Avenue, Portland, Oregon, 97232. You can also give by text by texting the code SHARE2023 to 44-321. I'll put all of those ways in the episode notes. And with that, I'll call it a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to Beat Check with the Oregonian. If you like this show, please give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps people to find the show. Tell a friend and help spread the word. The best way to support our journalism and stories like this one is with a subscription to Oregon Live. You can do that at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Until next time.